Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me on the third episode of Emmanuel's Podcast. Today I'm going to be discussing the post-fight analysis of UFC 270. I mean, there are a lot of things that happened in UFC 270 that I don't think anyone would have predicted. I mean, the entirety of the main card went the full rounds. No finishes at all. No knockdowns, no submissions. Um... The middleweight bout between Jared Cunningham and Derek Brunson was moved to UFC 271 on February 12th. I remember the my first episode I discussed about Jared and Derek fighting at UFC 270. That was moved. Um, but instead, that was replaced by Michelle Pereira and Andre Fihau. Uh, this was a great fight. I um, really enjoyed it. Uh, the significant strikes for Michel Pereira was 107 to out of 202 strikes, while Andrew Fier was 45 out, out of 135. So you can just tell there was a significant difference. Um, Michel Pereira was connecting at a higher percentage uh, than Andrew was. Um, there was one takedown secured for Michel Pereira out of four attempted. Uh, for Andre Fihau, none. No takedowns attempted at all. I mean, Michel Pereira's key to success was this constant movement. It was extremely dynamic. It was mixing up the boxing and the kicks. I mean, a lot of those kicks to the midsection, you know, just to take the wind out of Andre Fihau, um, really did, did a number on him. Michel is always crazy unpredictable with his flying knees just out of nowhere i mean that's that's why we all love michelle Pereira, you know uh an extremely athletic fighter unpredictable um he just has fun in there when he fights um in the case of andrew fiero i don't remember him you know checking any leg kicks i'm pretty sure he didn't throw any kicks at all um it was just straight up boxing for the entire three rounds i mean he had his moment but you know, at the end of the fight, Michelle was Michelle Pereira was just way too much for him. Uh, so Michelle Pereira won that fight via unanimous decision, uh, all three rounds. And then the next fight, the co-main event uh, for UFC 270, Brandon Moreno versus Davison Figueredo. I predicted uh, Brandon Moreno winning by knockouts. I was I was wrong about that. Um, it was an extremely close fight, though. Um, and I saw online, on social media, a lot of people calling it a robbery. I mean, I get why you'd say so, but a robbery in a fight is when a fighter clearly, without a shred of doubt, wins a fight. But this wasn't the case, right? I, you know, I had it two and two going into the fifth round, and then I had Figueredo, you know, edging out the fifth round winning. I mean, just look at the stats, right? Brandon had no knockdowns. Davidson Figueredo had three knockdowns. Uh, Brandon had 105 out of 259 significant strikes. Davidson had 86 out of 169. Brandon had one out of two takedowns uh, attempted. And Davidson had two takedowns out of 11 takedowns attempted. So you can just see that there's a significant difference there too as well. Um, I mean, obviously, Brandon Moreno is a better boxer than Davidson Figueredo. But Davidson had power shots. Three knockdowns, more takedowns. Um, I mean, 
in this fight, you can just clearly see the impact of Heron Serhuda with Davison. I mean, it came with a game plan. It was quick, precise with his boxing. I mean, those leg kicks were brutal. Those repeated kicks to the calves, I mean, definitely had an, a big impact on the fight. And, it, and it's also key to note that Davison kept fighting, uh, oh, sorry, fainting a takedown. You know, it was always fainting a takedown. And the threat of that takedown, plus the leg kicks, definitely shook Brandon Moreno. It, it takes a championship mindset to come with a game plan, trust in your game plan, and also stick to it. And that's what Davison really did. And Moreno still had an amazing fight as well. Boxing is as crisp and precise as can be. I mean, it was so close to winning the fight. It was such a close fight. He didn't check a lot of those leg kicks, though. Uh... But, man, how tough is Brandon Moreno? He got dropped several times. His leg got chewed up, but he kept on going. Um, in my first episode, like I said, I said um, I wasn't sure why they were having a third fight. Boy, was I wrong. It feels like these guys are uh, destined to fight each other forever. And I definitely, definitely see a fourth fight in the nearest future. As, as, as close as it was, you know. The first fight was a draw, very close, entertaining fight. Second fight, uh, Brandon Moreno, you know, definitely won. It was clear. And now the third fight, Davis Figueroa won, but it was an extremely close fight. So, yeah, I definitely see a fourth fight coming, and um, I will just I'll be just excited as excited as the third fight for the fourth fight as well. Um, fantastic fighters, definitely. Number one and two in the flyweight division in the UFC, for sure. Not not even the UFC, probably in all mixed martial arts um, competition. And now we go to the main event. Uh, Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gann. Wow. Now this, this, this no one would have predicted. It was an interesting fight. Um, first two rounds, like everyone, you know expected i mean people who expected francis Gano to either connect and knock him out um but if he doesn't is you know is in for a long night zero gan was just splitting around the first and second round you know just popping and just moving his movements so slick movements just popping and moving you know throwing that that spinning back kick beautiful but then again Francis Ngannou became a wrestler. This is why we love this spot, right? I My prediction was Francis Ngannou knocks him out in the second or third round if he connects. But as a thing, if he doesn't connect, Cyril Gann wins the fight. That's the, I mean, if you ask anybody that knows anything about fighting, that's probably what they thought was going to happen. If Francis can't connect in the first second round, he's doomed. Because his gas tank is not all that. You know, he is, is not one to go into four or five rounds. He hasn't done that in a long time. He hasn't, And the, the only time he actually went five rounds against Steven Miocic, he lost the fight. So people did not expect him to go five rounds and win it. So he broke a lot of records. I mean, this is his first decision win. I mean, he has a 100% finish rate. 16 opponents. Always knocks them out or submits them. Francis winning by... This is how crazy it is, right? 
in a sports book. France's winning by decision was plus 1200 in a sports book. So no one, no one believed Francis going into five rounds he was going to win that fight. No one thought that was going to happen. But he did. Francis secured four out of five takedowns. Zergan, one out of three. Significant strikes. Francis had 43 out of 104 significant strikes. Zergan had 63 out of 91. I mean, the big boys weren't really throwing a lot of punches but uh, and kicks, but... I mean, those takedowns, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, and you, you can just tell Francis came with a knee brace. He, he talked about being injured um, before the fight. So that's that's extremely commendable for him to be injured and still come and dominate and still wrestle like he did. Um, when, when I saw the, that knee brace, I was like, this guy is, I did, did a lot of wrestling in his training. Like, he really... It's really evolving. Like this is this is an updated version of Francis Ngannou, a guy who can knock you out, dominate a fight, submit you, and now he can wrestle and grapple. Francis Ngannou was scary. Now he's definitely scarier. One of the scariest men on earth. Is is Rich's full potential, and this was this was amazing. Cyril Ngannou was, like I said, Chris. Quick, mobile, fantastic. So I, I this is his first loss. I know he will come back stronger. He's still new to the sport. Um, he has a lot of things to grow on, but I'm but I'm sure he's gonna be back. It's gonna be better. Uh, Surigana has a lot of potential. I still see him being a heavyweight champion at some point, and I'm sure that's gonna happen. Um, beautiful fights, close fight as well. But that fifth round definitely secured the win for Francis Ngannou. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. This is this was unpre- unpredictable at all. Like I, I'm sure a lot of people lost a lot of money on this because, yeah, no one pre- no one thought this was going to happen at all. Francis Ngannou winning via decision out of five rounds, having four out of five takedowns, absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, so I hope. I hope they can. F- and again, there's there's just news about um, Dana White not wrapping the belt around Francis at the end of the fights. Now I'm not too sure what's going on with Francis Ngannou and the UFC. Um, I do hope they can fix that. I'm not really going to comment too much about the issues with his contracts because I really don't know much about it. But yeah, I I I understand where Francis is coming from. He wants to get paid more. I mean, I don't know why he won't. This is not fact, but with the information I've gathered, it looks like Francis is massively underpaid. Let's be honest here. Is the heavyweight champion of the world, the baddest man on the planet. Let's not mistake anything. He's the baddest man on the planet, right? If you're a UFC heavyweight champion, you're the baddest man on the planet. So for the baddest man on the planet getting paid... The amount is pay, getting paid right now. I I don't know. I think it's a little ridiculous. Obviously, English is not his first language, so and he's not a braggadocious kind of personality. So I I mean maybe he's not selling as many pay per views as uh, the UFC would like, but you know it, it knocks people out. Like it really brings a lot of eyes to the sport. And I think I hope they figure out you know this going forward and. Um, yeah, they get the man paid. 
because I think he deserves it. I really think so. Yeah, Dana White, can't wait to listen to the interview as to why he didn't show up for the press conference or he didn't wrap the belt around Francis. That should be fun. But yeah, um, beautiful night to fight. Cyril Gann will be back, I'm sure. Uh, Francis Gann, congratulations. That was absolutely a beautiful uh, performance. It is definitely, you know, advances game. Wow, interesting. So, um, thanks a lot, guys, for joining me on this episode. Really, really appreciate um, you guys tuning in for the first two episodes. This is the third one coming. And hopefully, um, there's going to be more to come. Thanks again. Take care and be safe.